0: There's something beautiful about the emotion we call love. We're on a mission to find out more about how it affects every being. It all starts with perception. What if our perception of the world and its many inhabitants expanded? Every being has a different vantage point. When we truly get to know a soul, we find knowledge. Asking questions with an open mind is how we learn how to relate to one another. When we identify with someone beyond the surface level, we fear less and love more. We're all teachers. Every person on this planet has something impactful to share. This podcast is about expanding our vision and illuminating the threads that bind us together as a community. Simply put, This podcast is about lessons in love that we learn along the way and our journeys to find our true selves. Welcome to Unified Threats. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. The Kabbalion. Where there is great beauty, there must also be great chaos. The positive and negative simply is. And nothing that we do will expunge ourselves of that. The last episode I was told had too many big words in it. However, words are important. Our vocabulary is how we realize what it is that we're working towards. Today's episode is about the island of Lesvos, a beautiful island that's six miles from the Turkish shore. This is why so many migrants and refugees, and when I say so many, I literally mean hundreds of thousands more than one million people have made the crossing to Lesbos over the last year and a half. Some of the greatest minds of all time are from Lesbos, including Sappho the Poet. It's an island of great contrast. The stars are so close that you feel like you can reach out and touch them. The water is buoyant. You feel like you're flying when you swim in it. On the west side of the island, there's aerosols, where you can swim out to a magical rock, and if you want to do what I did, climb up it in the nude and lay out in the sun, you'll be able to soak up the rays from the sun that recharge our crystals. Not even two hours away, you'll find the reason why the majority of this island is in a complete and utter depression. Now this is the story of Lesvos as seen in late 2015 and early 2016. You're going to hear from several people that are from the island. Well, they're not originally from there, but they live there now. Next, we're going to meet Andrea from Ipsy TV, IpsyTV, along with a member of the Solidarity Camp, and they're going to share their perspectives as Greek residents, where they are literally faced every day with some of the heaviest weight you can carry as far as humanity goes. Welcome to episode 08, Polarity. Can I kind of grab a bag for Newborn? It says Newborn on the top of it. The yellow bag, the yellow bag... Okay. Will you roll this down and give it to him? Yeah. yeah. That's all I can, I can give it. Yeah, I know. Bring it over there. I know. It has diaper in the bag. Diaper in, in the
1: bag, there. yeah. Me. Okay. I know. for us. Oh,
2: God. You welcome to the world, people. We
1: have to start from some. Yeah. I know. We would read them just like numbers. Like, I don't know, I don't want to say animals because I have very good connection Sometimes I prefer to treat them better than others. Like, most of the big organizations are just counting these people and count by numbers what will happen with the lives, with the lives of thousands? Just because they want 5,000 workers in that and 3,000 workers in that and 2 million people are too much for a country to live with them we have so hundreds of being that if you give them these people the just a suggestion do you want to live here have your own farm live free live calm and have what you need I think a lot of these people would like to not to work for some someone like place like they
0: were
1: used to, but to live their life for their own. I'm like, Ella. you know, it's coming back to
0: happen. Do you think they're going to send them back here? Yeah? Well, they already sure? have.
2: They already started. Facebook is unbelievable.
0: You know, I was asking a Facebook employee recently they're fighting every subpoena that comes through for data like this. They don't want to just release it. You know, they don't want to just give up people's rights. And I thought that, that was the case with Facebook.
2: Oh, you know, I resisted social media for years. And I finally went on to Facebook, but I didn't put my name on it. But then I was like, you know, it's all about identity. It's, you know, your identity. And it's a lot of work to keep these stone houses up. You know, this is... You have to have a certain, you know, building skill. And one of the things that's happening now is for years, you know, the the younger Greek population, because of this depression, has slowly, slowly lost, you know, some of their skills or their, their might. But now that this refugee crisis has come around, this is why I like solidarity, now I finally found the Greeks... Who are coming or doing something who are volunteering and you know what that's a good thing mm-hmm. that's a good thing about the refugee
0: crisis or the mass migration the Nepal situation that oh, yeah. hasn't really been discussed a whole lot but they need somewhere to go to what pano said about giving them something that dignity. they can yeah feel like about they're contributing dignity. again that's what everybody's looking for is a sense of dignity is that not why the volunteers come here because people have been waiting their entire lives to be needed I think purpose. Yeah. You know, I think
2: everybody had a purpose in this. I mean, I already, you know, I moved here because I, I always wanted to change up my life. Uh, and I had a purpose before all of this, but then my purpose kind of got redirected. And once you start hearing some of these stories, you know, you realize, oh my God, you know. your hear stories nothing compared to somebody who's just made this crossing yeah. they made a choice this choice, you know, people have to make a choice this choice when they do this crossing destiny Destiny. I mean, we're karmically all connected right now oh, would we have ever met in our lives, maybe, maybe through Ipsy, I ever Ipsy back T- to TV. High, yeah. high TV, I-
0: TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ipsy how do you say the city name that you live in Ipsilometropole Okay, and I come from Ypsilanti, Michigan. We were talking about the meaning being high and that it's high in the mountains and everything. So, like, when you dig into some of these Greek words, it does seem only like destiny, that we are all well, this part of a worldwide world issue that can be unraveled here somehow. And maybe we need to take into account some of the ancient stuff that the Greeks were trying to teach us.
2: Well, wouldn't we all love to get back to that ancient Greekness, huh? Being half Greek and seeing how demolished this country got because of the money trade out of New York City and Solomon Brothers and our forefathers who ran this country into the ground. I am so pissed off about that. That's the undercurrent of this whole situation. Talk about going in circles, but I mean, we're starting it right on the beach, on the front and the center of the world. This is why Greece is location, location, location. It is all about the Greeks.
0: See the layers? It's understanding them. You want me to to spell it out?
2: Spell it out. Let's hear it. All right. The first layer for me, being a local here, is the Uh, economic disaster that this country has endured and also the island. The second layer is the mass migration. The third layer is the environment. And now the fourth layer is everybody coming to aid. The wild, wild west of volunteers and money you know, being thrown around, which is, you know, not a bad thing. It's all karmically going to get aired out. And in between, all those stories get woven together by, guess who? The people. Us. The locals. The volunteers. People from around the world. people that I've met, you know, it's about rebuilding their countries and going back to their own place where they originated
0: from. I believe strongly in what that man said that was held captive 10 months, that journalist in Syria I know I didn't read that His point is the best thing we can do is to help the people inside and to listen to what the Syrians <laughs> are asking for people to do to help them instead of you know bombing obviously we know bombing is not the answer Killing well, so many civilians so look you
2: know also it's about saving tourism here and this is a crystal I see that you have one your here, here from the crystal road tour that's for you it
0: is a gorgeous place
2: Oh, it's beautiful. It's paradise, paradise lost and found, really. But it's not an easy place to live.
0: This reminds me of the day that I arrived on this island. Um, wow, it's really gotten.
2: Uh, there's a lot of people, and it's. Is that because the uh, registration is closed for Christmas, Thanos?
0: Maybe we have I to go to we have to go to Moria and find out.
2: And, you know, the thing is so big that, you know, people can't keep talking about it again and again. I met, I met some Nor- a Norwegian contact because way back when, the Norwegians were going to fund the hotspot, which they don't want to call the hotspot, which is Moria. And um, I was like, where's that funding? I mean, there's all this money around, but I'm like, where is it? I mean, really, where is it? I basically couldn't go to Moria because after it first rained, before the big accident, October 28th, there was three days of rain, and it just poured. And, you know, of course, I'm friends with everybody on Facebook, and what circulated on Facebook was this man inside of a refrigerator trying to keep warm. And i got to tell you, that scarred me. And I was like, oh, my God, I've, we've got to do something about Moria. We have to do something about Moria. And do you know that Moria, Mira... Is like one of the most beautiful aqueducts here on the island. Yeah, that's another thing.
0: Another, you know, beautiful place. Better Days for Moria has been making huge progress on the outside of the camp on the show. So happy. I mean,
2: you know, another thing that really needs to happen here, I mean, you didn't even see this place in August. Oh my God, Mittalini was tent city, and it smelled to high heaven. <laughs> this, so I've got pictures of all that. I've documented this whole thing. And I have to say the mayor cleaned it up. He did a fantastic job.
0: The Greek culture is lovely in a lot of ways. I went through Kavala on my way here and there was a big yeah. holiday of some sort happening on October twenty eighth, not the day not of the October. really bad accident in Molivos.
2: Oh yeah. Okay, you know what that holiday is? It's Wahi Day.
0: Wahi Day? It's oh, Wachi Day. Day. Is it? Yeah. Later. Well, this
2: whole thing's been a very, it's been a grassroots organic movement. And I got to tell you, some of the locals have done, done wonders, really. Very proud of some people here.
0: Before the emergency state was declared, the fishermen were the ones doing the majority of the rescue work, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, out in the, yeah, out in the water. But yeah.
2: But, you know, the locals have always been dealing with this. Everybody who lives near the coast or even, you know, people, you know, I don't even live near the coast. I mean, you know, you couldn't move without seeing people walking on the road. And for a while, it was against the law, still is, I think, to pick them up. But you had to call the police station. But it was so big that, you know, people were breaking their cars. And, you know, there's a certain, you know, you help people, but you don't get to the point where you make it difficult for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, or you don't give so much of yourself that you don't have anything back and get sick, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a certain, uh, balance that you have to maintain. Well, I'm physically sick just
1: from... I'm
2: physically sick just from the whole situation. So it's
0: taken me six months, Amy, to even like talk about this. I mean, I've been
2: talking with uh,
1: the locals.
0: Everyone has a different vantage point. Some of us have a, a vantage point of all of the different layers, and that's what it has to be discussed.
2: To do
0: that. Oh, I have to. I, I've, ever since I was a kid, it's been this one.
2: Awesome.
0: How old are you? Twenty-five. No, you're <laughs> I always hope to stay a kid on the inside. That's good. I love watching the kids with the bubbles. Yeah. The volunteers
2: have the bubbles. You can give that to them, huh? Yeah. I'm telling you, those blank stares really got to me. And you know the big thing here too is like everybody's like, don't worry, don't worry, Adriana, you know, don't worry. He said, yeah, but you're leaving. I lived here, you know. This isn't stopping, you know, because mm-hmm. people go out and come back in and they leave again. And they said, you know, you guys can leave. You know, there's another layer of you feeling completely responsible. I mean. And in your bed at night, and knowing that, you know, there's people that are drowning, you know, over the mountain. And then there's also people, as you see in here to the right, need a place to live. They need a place to go. They don't even have a home. So when you have a roof over your head, it's like, you know, this is what I try to tell some of the Greeks that... They just started coming around. It's like, you have a roof over your head. This is what I tell my students. You know, there's a, there's a really raw band over here in Greece, you know. Like, there's no, like, holds bar on, you know, raw video that goes out, you know, in the United States or other places. they, they goes through a filter. You don't see the rawness of it. You don't feel it. Well, that, but also, like, you know, they shoot things. You see blood and guts and gore in, on Greek news. I mean, that's, like, it's just the way it is. Graphics, sometimes I have noticed that. Oh, it's very graphic. And, you know, kids, ta- we talk about it. You know, I talk about the war with them. You know, I talk about all sorts of aspects. I mean, some of my students are on my Facebook. First, I thought, eh, maybe I should filter it a little bit, but no, nah, not doing it. It's all about the oil, and the funny thing is, talk about Destiny oil. That's one of the biggest products here on the island. So it's another good thing about the volunteers, some of them are helping them uh, collect the olives. And our oil is the best.
0: I have been drinking olive oil in the morning, because my landlord gives me what olive oil refills all the time. Uh-huh. And he grows his own olives on the property. Yeah. It's all organic, yeah. or biological, and it's amazing. I love it.
2: You hit the nail in the head, you know, once you hear those, it's the audio of all this, you know, it's really knocked me for a loop. I'm still shattered from it. I mean, that physically makes me sick. Like I said, every time I see something floating in the water and Mm -hmm. that's not even a dead body, you know, when you see dead bodies floating up on your beaches, you just shake your head and say, what's going on in this world? really?" You know, to the politicians. I just want to grab those politicians and have them come to the front line, and I think they'd really shift their policy making.
0: They need to come without announcing and just walking in plain clothes into Moria. You can talk to people. You can connect with people. I met a, a Syrian man named Ismail, and he was helping me to figure out what family needed some blankets. I was just carrying a trash bag around filled yeah. with hats and couple blankets late at night because they were having a hard time getting them from the UNHCR area, which, you know, later on down the road, an hour or two later, they came around with flashlights making sure everyone had stuff. But it was already cold at that point. People have been begging for blankets for hours. Yeah. And so he invited me over to the campfire with his some of his family and friends, and he told me that now the job for Syrians is to be teachers, to be educators, to go and spread the word about what is happening, how can people help. And I think that's huge. People are looking for a way to be listened to. Yeah. Any politician can come here and go talk to people and they will share their stories. They want to take photos with people because they are seeing, I think, everyone has a chance to save more people that they know back home that are in danger. I mean, from the ISIS
2: perspective, which, by the way, here's another story. I want my goddess back. They don't get that name. ISIS stays with the goddess. She was like bomb the shit out of that place and I said no you haven't seen these guys coming off the shore so you know there's a huge educational piece and America is a million miles away from it and they're sitting on their couches light and fluffy and cushy and you know what our government's part of that whole process I am so disgusted in the politicians and definitely I've already written my senator Senator Warren yes Secretary of State Let's see what you're gonna do. Really, you know, they wanna they, they're now talking about the ceasefire and you know everything else. And of course, center of the world, you know, Cameron just put all the military in Cyprus. Here we go, we're right in the center of the world. That's where the story unfolds of Unified Threads. I like
0: that actually, Unified Threads. It's cool. Thanks. So is everyone's story? Polarity, the state of having two opposite or contradictory tendencies, opinions, or aspects. The law of polarity is very real on the island of Lesbos. For as light as it can be, as dark as it can be. You can walk and see a beautiful Deferna. You can go on a hike overlooking the sea and see a castle and then right around the corner there's people fainting on the shore vomiting, soaking wet, shivering on the verge of hypothermia because they've been shoved into a boat and they had no other choice the screams that will haunt you forever the visiting of the registration camp where the mom did her best but her best still wasn't good enough for the baby the screaming, the crying, the saying, why, 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 why are we here? What did we come here for? Where do we go? They don't know where to go. And they're here on this beautiful tourist island where people from all over Europe come to vacation. I'll never forget the screams from the mom when she ran out wailing from a plastic hut Following a man in a vest who is holding a baby. Please help. Please help. Doctor. Someone. Can somebody help? The doctor comes. The baby's having CPR on the street. The children are watching. They're crying. They're pleading. They're begging. Please, somebody do something. Who will do something? They have no other choice. When we push people back into the arms of the people that we are afraid of, what are we doing? For as much good as there is, there must equally be as much bad. For there is no good or evil, it is simply the law of existence. But that still does not mean that that mother will be forgotten. There are witnesses to what is happening and we will not forget you. In the words of the epic poet, Sappho, 600 years before Christ, you may forget, but let me tell you this, someone in some future time will think of us.
2: begged me said can you go to your government and I said look I'm nobody you know I really am nobody but I'll try you know I mean the beautiful thing about America America is you can write your senator and I wrote her I went online and I wrote Senator Warren because I'm from Massachusetts you know I've got a lot of friends that are connected and you know hopefully the heaviness and the psychological aspect will come around but anyway so yeah Heaviness. The
0: minute you start to hear those screams, it can never leave your mind, especially if it's a boat they have to jump from, that will never leave forever. It's ingrained, I feel. It's so much more for the refugees that experience it. I was just there pulling them out. What, they were the ones screaming. What were they going through? How will they ever recover from this, especially if they're sitting in a camp somewhere languishing? I had to step away from it,
2: and now I'm back in because it's not changing anytime soon. Every time I see, like I said, that reflective vest or orange, I get physically ill. And I was like, you just gotta suck it up, because it's still gonna be there. They're still coming in, even if the EU does does a deal with Turkey or whatever. They're still coming, and they're always gonna come, because these people are making a choiceless choice. Like what Susan Sarandon said on her Facebook page. You know, she asked somebody asked her on Twitter about why this woman came without a man and her three kids and the lady said she was from syria i think she said imagine yourself on the second or third floor and the uh, there's a fire and the only thing to do is to jump so that's what i'm doing i'm jumping and so that's why they make the crossing
0: it's important that we support each other and getting this out to our networks because nowadays It's about the people that trust you. It's your network of people, and they are looking to you for what is the truth.
2: What is the truth? Oh, that's a a big one. Talk about unified threads. Well, what I realize is this is my perspective. I mean, there's a million of them out there. You know, you just just look around, and and it's growing, you know, bigger and bigger. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I, All I can say is, you know, thank God we have some real lifesavers out there, really. I mean, people who are really doing amazing jobs here, mm-hmm. saving people's lives. A beautiful part of this story is we've met so many nice people and really saw people's character. It's such a raw nerve and cord here that people's real
0: true being comes out many layers. It's a humanitarian crisis, it's a political crisis, it's 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 really a human kind crisis. It's 4.30 in the morning on Saturday, December 12th. About 30 minutes ago I got back home after a one thirty in the morning rescue with 40 or so other volunteers at Eftolu Beach. It's a really windy night. It's been windy all day, actually. And just when we thought, surely there are no people on the sea in this weather. And there haven't been any boats in this area for 36 hours. A message comes through saying that a boat is going to arrive around 1.30 a.m. with more than 300 people in it, where I'm homebasing the Eftolu Beach. This activated a communication network that we've been talking about since the shipwreck happened on the rocks less than two weeks ago. Holly called me, I woke up Pablo who makes the tea, and when we got down there, the WhatsApp group where people had been sending the drop pins to had already activated another 15 to 20 other volunteers. We were all there shortly before the boat came into sight. Then the screaming started. The screaming brought back a rush of emotions. This is my least favorite part of all of it. The sound will make you sick, and it takes every ounce of mind control to keep yourself from catastrophizing what is about to happen. As the people became more and more panicked as they got closer, realizing that they couldn't control the boat and they didn't know what they were going to do to land it, All I could do was start saying mantras in my head of please let the sea be calm, please let the people be calm, please let them realize that we will figure this out and stay calm. The screaming continued on but what was incredible is that they didn't go into the rocks. They almost went into the rocks but then something changed in the wind and they were able to avoid it somehow. And that gave the rescue divers enough time to jump in the water and grab the ropes that were being thrown, were they being thrown by the refugees to the divers or to the the divers to the refugees? It's a big blur in my head. But somehow ropes got attached to that boat and divers along with many other volunteers surrounded them and they were able to pull the boat to the side to an area that we had just cleared off by pushing the deck of the last boat that crashed into those rocks out of the way a group of volunteers held onto the ropes while the rest of us made a human chain, two different ones actually, and started taking people down off of the boat and passing them backwards. There were a lot of babies on this boat. I can't even count how many I held in my arms. At least 20, 30? All you can do in that moment when you look at each one of them is tell them that they're gonna be okay and stay as calm as you can and smile as you're standing knee deep in cold salt water on rocks, luckily with some really good heavy duty shoes to keep your balance. All of the volunteers worked so well together this night. Everybody set their ideas to the side and said, you know what, we're doing it this way. Everybody said, okay, we're going for it. Got every single person in bag off of that boat. And there were some scary times where with the wind, it was like, oh, it's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? The people holding onto those ropes, they rocked it. That boat did not move away from where we were keeping it secure as the rest of us were able to get the people off of the boat. After everyone was off, I went over to the clothing tent and helped a little bit with crowd control. I didn't do much because there's not much you can do in that situation. But I did stand by the door and caught a photographer coming in and asked him politely, Sir, this is a changing tent you need to leave. There are some really fantastic photographers out there, and I get what they're doing. They have to help spread the word. But when they're not not being respectful, uh, you gotta go. This gentleman, I don't think he realized that he'd wandered into a changing changing tent. Even though it was packed with people, he was trying to get some shots. After being in the tent for a second, I grabbed a box of hats and went around and started distributing them to the children. A beautiful mom kissed my cheek as I smiled at her and gave her and her kids a high five, and her husband. Her husband also kissed me on the cheek as I put a hat on his little girl. I made some hand motions to the mom as I could tell that she was trying to communicate with me that it was very scary, the boat ride that is, and we kept pointing to her daughter. She then kissed me on the forehead. This is a moment that will last with me forever, and I feel like it was a healing moment that helped all of the frustration melt away from anything that happened at the shipwreck two weeks ago. The fact that this woman's baby was able to be passed up to the shore safely, she trusted us, and she kissed my forehead to thank me, will always be in my mind. I then grabbed my car keys and went over to Andre and said, hey, you want me to drive some people? That's Andre with We at Sweden. He's the kind of guy that gets stuff done. He put the tent up on the beachfront that we've been working at, and it worked out really well tonight. We needed that tent. Andre sent a guy to help me get my car through the crowd, and then he packed it full of six people couldn't speak any English and one of them was pretty close to sitting on my gear shift but we all managed to make it work and he, the kid that was sitting in the middle, just moved when I needed to shift gears and we all worked it out without having to use language. Maria from the mini market sold me some CDs recently and I was able to burn a disc a couple days ago, put this in, played some music and sung a little bit as we drove and after a quick Ten-minute car ride. This family was dropped off at Oxy Camp. By the time I got back to the beach, there had been so many caravans full of cars that almost everyone had already made it up. Out of almost 300 people, absolutely incredible. Again, bravo everyone! Amazing teamwork. Very inspirational. I went over to the Kimsons and refilled two duffel bags, one full of hats and one full of socks, and brought them back down to the tent. The Czech team is doing the night shift tonight, and Anya was in there reorganizing. We're all extremely happy with the way things went tonight. No one was injured, no one got upset at each other. It was a beautiful night. Or morning, I suppose I should say. It's crazy to say that, in the midst of such chaos, that it's beautiful. However, if you knew the context, if you realize what it was like two weeks ago, one month ago, six months ago, who knows what would have happened to these people. That boat could have capsized. They could have been all strewn out throughout the water. The Kempsons, who live on the shore and have been doing this work for years, would have had to deal with this, potentially on their own. So there's why the media coverage has brought so many good things to the table for Lesbos. For every challenge that I've encountered, for all of what I felt like was a bit of a cluster, tonight, was redemption night this morning? Healed me. Namaste. I feel so much closer to the stars here than I ever have before.
1: Well, we don't have stars in London. Like, literally no stars. I remember the first day that I got here in I went out with the guy that I met on the aeroplane walking along the dirt track in pitch black. Complete silence and just like a whole sky full of stars. Like, oh my god. (laughs) So far away from Brixton.
0: Yeah, I spent eight weeks going through Europe seeking stars in all the cities that I was in, never getting a good night sky. And then here I felt like I was on, like, a pedestal, like, I could reach up and just grab a handful of stars. I've never seen so many shooting stars. Yeah. There's another one. No wonder the Greeks were so into the astrology. (laughs) Do you think you'll ever be able to look at the ocean the same way? Earlier this year I was thinking I don't ever want to live anywhere long-term unless it's along the ocean. I think I still feel that way. It's weird because,
1: oh my god, that shooting star was gigantic. Oh, there's another one.
0: (laughs) Is it a meteor shower night or is this just normal? (laughs) I feel like it's more so tonight.
1: Growing up in London and have always been completely, like, city, 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 city. And living here for five days, six weeks now. Just the, like, difference that it makes, like, waking up in the morning and it being calm and, like silence and no cars and no like I mean obviously no cars but no, like, you know any like no sirens, no Yeah. It's the first time I've like, really been like, oh wow, actually this is <laughs> <get it. laughs> the air being cleaner the like
2: animals everywhere. <laughs>
0: people taking their time to drink coffee <laughs> instead of people getting it to, hello their, to you. people saying que Kalimera. que really love this island thank you to andrea panos and holly for letting your thoughts be shared on this episode i'd also like to thank Corey Coates, our producer from potfly productions and all of the believers in this project so many people help me get on the road and find the faith to live authentically to be who i am and being who I am led me to this experience. This opportunity to bring to the forefront what is really going on from the perspectives of those working on the front lines. We have one more episode of this season of Unified Threads. The situation has evolved dramatically since these on the road interviews that you heard today. I'd like to give you the vantage point as we saw it then and in the next episode, we'll be about the here and now, the state of the camps after many borders have closed. These camps may be known in the history books in the future as the dehumanizing camps. The camps that some wish to sweep under the rug. But we will not forget. The number one goal of this project was to expand perspectives. And that is the absolute of this next episode. So stay tuned to episode zero 09. Thanks for listening.